Chapter Two of the Tale of Bobby Bobolink. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by phone. The Tale of Bobby Bobolink by Arthur Scott Bailey. The Latest Arrival. Bobby Bobolink did not reach Pleasant Valley in time to spend May Day with his old friends of the summer before and although everybody was disappointed not to see him and hear him the feathered folk tried to be cheerful and told one another that bobby ought to arrive almost any day he always finds it hard to leave the rice fields in the south mr redwing blackbird observed with a knowing wink at old mr crow as the two stopped for a chat on the morning after may day it's rice planting time in the south mr redwing blackbird explained somewhat like corn planting time here and he winked once more although mr crow was in the habit of scratching up farmer green's newly planted corn just as bobby bobolink uncovered the freshly sown rice in the south mr crow never cared to have any of his neighbors even hint that he did such a thing and now he glared at mr red-winged blackbird who continued to wink at him is there something in your eye mr crow inquired in his coldest manner mr redwinged blackbird had no wish to make mr crow angry so he stopped winking at once when you see your friend bobby bobolink you'd better tell him to leave the corn strictly alone mr crow remarked farmer green expects to begin planting in about three weeks and he counts on me to watch the field for him if i catch bobby bobolink there he'll wish he had stayed in the rice-fields down south mr redwinged blackbird smiled and he told old mr crow not to worry bobby bobolink won't touch the corn he said during the first half of the summer he lives on such things as caterpillars and grasshoppers with a bit of grass seed now and then old mr crow replied that he was glad to know that he's wise to leave the corn alone he added if farmer green was on the lookout for him with a gun handy bobby bobolink wouldn't act so carefree as he generally does he wouldn't sing such rollicking songs in the meadow and now that you've mentioned how he spends his springs in the south i don't wonder that he appears glad to get to pleasant valley for you may well believe that folks are not so fond of him down there where the rice grows and unless i'm much mistaken the planters actually order him out of their fields mr redwing blackbird told mr crow that he hadn't a doubt that everything mr crow said was so and he was just about to remark that he should think mr crow must lead a carefree happy-go-lucky life in winter in the south because farmer green always stayed in pleasant valley the whole year round but as he opened his bill to speak he heard a sound over in the meadow that made him forget what was on the tip of his tongue did you hear that song he cried hurrah old mr crow cocked his head on one side and listened yes he agreed there's no doubt about it bobby bobolink is here at last End of chapter two